0: Geeky Girl Gab Podcast. Hello and welcome to Geeky Girl Gab. I'm Candice and as always, I'm not solo. I'm with Brie. That was a good joke, Brie. Shut up.
1: It was. I'm just laughing because it was great. Hi, I'm Brie. I'm always here. <laughs> She's really excited about that.
0: And our special guest is Kristen. Hey, Kristen. Hi, I'm here for the first time. Yeah, there were some technical difficulties in our first recording of this episode, but we just came back because
1: we love this movie. Well, just kind of like Solo, we had Oh my problems. god, there were some reshoots. <laughs> we had some oh, no. reshoots, but we have come back with less character development.
0: Hey, we didn't do any recasting at least.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> so Solo came out in 2018, two years ago, and didn't have the best reception from both critics and fans. I don't know if it's because it came out just like five months after The Last Jedi and I think we were all having franchise fatigue. But when was the first time you guys saw this movie?
1: Um, before we recorded the first time. Yeah,
2: damn it, Bree, <laughs> Kristen. Um, so I, I, I saw it in theaters when it first came out. Yeah, and I
0: well I brought this up last time. Um, this is the only Star Wars movie I have not seen in theaters. And that is like shocking to me. I've even seen Clone Wars. That's blasphemy, in
1: Candace. Like how I, could you?
0: But no, okay, so the thing is, one, there was Megacon where I had an artist table, so I was really busy with that because I was trying to make some monies. And then right after that, I adopted the cutest little rescue dog, oh, she Bucky really J. Did. Barks. So I have a legit reason why I did not see this movie. <laughs> and the second it came out on digital, on demand, whatever it was, I paid like the 20 bucks to see it. So it's still on my Amazon Prime list, guys. I'm proud of you. I know, and yeah, I think another reason why I wasn't like so gung ho to like make time to see it because usually like I'll be like super busy, but I'll make time to see a Star Wars movie, is because there was just so many things that we kept hearing about, like the news production of this is infamous, and I did a little deep dive, guys, to figure out why that was. Have you guys done any research about this or um, some? But
1: you are the queen of researching so go for
0: it okay so as you know Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were the original directors they were the ones who did Jump Street those movies are hilarious same with little Lego movies and they everyone who worked on the production the inside scoop is that they were filming it more like Guardians of the Galaxy and and there was even like people said that Han Solo was being played by like Ace Ventura which I kind of want to see now. That's weird. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah.
1: Oh. I mean, and I don't know. I, I wasn't thrilled with the performance that we ended up getting. So maybe that one, I'd at least be like, well, at least he made it his own. So
0: the on-set conditions were reportedly, like, not good. The crew wasn't happy because Lord and Miller are very big into improv. Especially if you see, like, Jump Street. There's a lot of comedic moments that obviously are improv. But when you have such a big budget movie, like a Star Wars movie, that means longer days and a bigger budget. And Lucasfilm was like, no, thank you. So they fired them after there was too many times they asked for an increased budget. And they were like, we're going to cut our losses. And they brought him Ron Howard. So another thing interesting was the director guild is that whoever shot 90% of the film gets director credit. However, Ron Howard only reshot 80% of Lord and Miller's footage. But as a compromise, Lord and Miller got executive producer credit and they gracefully didn't like go to the guild and like tattle on them.
1: Oh, so they were using most of his shots then.
0: Yeah, 80% of it is
2: Howard's.
0: 20% is Lord and Miller's. That's really interesting. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was more Lord and Miller. Well, when you think about reshoots, you kind of just think about, like, the Rogue One ending, how that got reshotted. And it's a little bit different.
1: Well, I mean, most most, uh, film and TV reshoots are just like, oh, you know what? We forgot this. Let's go back and get it. Although, you can, from what you're saying, you can compare this to Suicide Squad. Because they had major reshoots as well, so... You know, it's something similar where they're, like, wanting to change a lot of the tone and the feel of the movie.
0: Yeah, Suicide Squad, I think, also was, like, an issue of editing.
1: Well, Suicide Squad was an issue of producers.
0: Yeah, it was a a hot mess, hot mess. Yeah. So, this is the fourth time Lawrence Kasdan, the screenwriter, worked on Star Wars. And he wrote, of course, my favorite movie of all time, Empire Strikes Back. And he was apprehensive about coming back to Star Wars, but he was excited because he got to write about Han Solo, his favorite character. How do you guys feel about Han as a main character?
1: Kristen, you go first. I have a lot of feelings about Han Solo in this, and I I don't know how they compare to you. Okay,
2: I think it depends. Are we talking about Han Solo as a main character in general, or are we talking about this interpretation of Han Solo? Because I think those are different answers.
0: Ooh, that's tricky. I guess Han Solo as a main character in this movie.
2: Okay, so I love Han Solo. I've always loved Han Solo. Um, I think that's a a pretty universal opinion. Um, Han Solo in this movie, I think was a tall order. I mean, Han Solo is Harrison Ford in a lot of ways and to decide that we're going to do sort of a prequel with him sets a really high expectation for whatever actor you're gonna cast. Um, Short of creating a CGI, Harrison Ford or going back in time to shoot young Harrison Ford, um, I think it's it's a high expectation for whoever you're going to cast for it. And I think that kind of sets you up for failure because you have to make the choice of are you going to act as Harrison Ford acting as Han Solo, or are you going to try to do your own thing? And a lot of that has to do with the direction as well. Because uh, no matter how good an actor you are, if you're getting direction that tells you to do different than what your instincts say you're gonna have a bad time um so for me i don't think it's awful um obviously it's not harrison ford but i think he did the best he could with what he was given okay brie
1: it's surprising that you said lawrence han is his favorite character because i have a lot of issue with the writing in this movie and especially how they write han solo because he stays flat uh, there's no character development. Literally, I think Enrich was just like, Here's this is, and he was playing a cheap imitation of Han Solo. There is no room to grow him as a character. There is no way to develop him to what we see, you know, when we first meet him in a new hope. There was none of that. There's no like, cause Han Solo, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is how i remember in the originals he was hardened almost you know what i mean he was a grump he was cocky full of himself i wanted to see that growth within him i wanted to see like how things affected him a little more and you know there was just no swagger to him and i think that's because he was kind of holed into that bubble chris and like you were saying it's a tall order to fill um you know playing this iconic character but the thing is, they needed him to have room to breathe and develop, and there was none of that in the writing. So there's none of that in the acting. It it just falls flat entirely for me.
0: I think there was a little swagger, but okay. So this is my issue. But it was the
1: same swagger. I, you know what I mean. There was just there wasn't levels there. of swagger. Yeah, I need levels of swag, and plus there's no character development. It was. It was just kind of a movie throne. like, OK, great. But what else? What's new?
0: I think a lot of that is because they were planning on having multiple movies. They set it up for a sequel so much that they were like, well, he can't be exactly a new hope Han yet, but we'll get him there after two movies.
1: Well, Yeah, but they didn't even care to develop in the first one. They just literally I hate when movies do that. Yeah, they set it up for a sequel, but there's no breath. You know what I mean? I don't know. I get that.
0: Uh, One of the issues like Christian was saying is Harrison Ford as Han Solo is so iconic. Aldrin was 27 during filming and Han is supposed to be 32 in A New Hope. So this guy is five years away from like what Harrison Ford Han Solo was going to be. And that's kind of hard to believe. He actually plays a 19 in the in the prologue. Han is 19 and then he's 23. I think they should have used a younger actor. And maybe even aged him down a little bit more, like made him a teenage on solo just to make it more believable. What do you guys think?
1: Um, better writing.
2: OK, <laughs> Kristen. I uh, I have to kind of agree with Bree. I think, yeah, aging him down a little bit might have helped. But honestly, a lot can happen to a person in five years time. And so I think just just. Yeah, the better writing and giving him a place to grow because they sort of start him at a certain level and it doesn't give him room See? to go Levels up. Levels of swag, you need that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did you guys think of how he got his name? His last name,
2: I mean. Yeah, I. I mean, I was fine with that. Obviously, <laughs> you always know, kind of hope there's some fantastic story behind it, but. You know, a lot of times it just sort of happens. You find yourself in a situation and it's like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. And that's that's kind of how we got the name. Why couldn't
1: it have that just been the name he was born with, though? Like, didn't need to be some, like, fantastical way. Am I forgetting right.
0: something? It's an origin story. You got to find out, like, how he got his gun, how he met Chewie, how he got the Falcon, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, and uh, my first note during my rewatch was, damn, this movie is dark. Like the lighting, not the plot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like the first 20 minutes, you're like, yeah, I can't see anything. I know,
0: I kept adjusting my brightness, and I'm like, am I supposed to be able to see anything?
1: I wonder who shot that part.
0: That's a good question, that's a good question. Harped on Han enough, let's talk about the other characters. Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, Beautiful. The greatest casting. Yes, thank you.
1: Perfect. Okay, like, a beautiful angel. <laughs> could do no wrong. He added his own character to Lando, but it still... Sorry. Had essence he, of Lando. Yes, it had essence of Lando that you knew, but he still made it his own, which I appreciate. I was like, yes, I'd rather have a Lando movie than a Han movie.
0: Honestly, that's what I was hoping. If they were going to do sequels, it wasn't going to be just like... Solo too. It would have been like Calverzian, you know, or Amelia Clark as Kira. She was an interesting character, and I feel like there could have been so much more with her.
1: I think they wasted her character. I, I feel like, like you were saying, they were trying to set up for that sequel, but they did her character such injustice, I think, with this one. But I know Kristen, you're a big fan of this character, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just feel there's um Again, a lack of character development and a lack of caring for her and and Han. Even I don't know. I get they're best friends like early on, but I don't know. They could have gotten further with her story, especially because she was badass and like evil.
2: I completely agree. Um, I love Amelia Clark, especially good Amelia Clark content. We'll just leave that there. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> not sure what <laughs> Um, and I think her character is really interesting and I think, you know, they allude to a whole backstory that she's had in this period of time between when Han leaves and when they run into each other again. Um, and obviously there's that big twist at the end that I'm sure we're gonna talk about. Um and I think there's so much material and so much content and so much backstory that could be there, and we just don't get any of it. And I know This is a Han Solo film, and we're talking about Han, but, like, you're going to introduce this really cool character and hint about all these interesting things that may have happened to her and may be about to happen to her, and we're just leaving that there. And you hired Amelia
1: Clark to do this, and you're not giving her a saga, and I think that is unjust. Well, it is. And also, um, they waste a potential between the two characters, too, you know, of... I feel like she was Sarah as, like, a poor device.
0: Ooh, I hate to say that. She was his motivation to go back and get her. And then he was just like, oh, hey, Kira, what's up? Which I guess, you know, it would have been boring if it was just
1: like, oh, the whole thing was just like, rescue the girl. Oh, yeah, which is not great either. I mean, I don't know. That's why I think it's a waste, because I feel like the script just lacks so much. And it could just be you know, with the reshoots and all of that. But I don't know. There's just a lack of yeah. everything. I I agree.
2: Maybe it got lost in translation. You know, maybe there was a draft of the script where they kind of got into this more. Um, but it does have a little bit of the like, She's a damsel in distress, and I'm going to save her and take her away from all of this. And I don't feel like she needs saving, and I think they sort of gloss over that entire concept until the end of the film, and then you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, she. I wonder what that's doing. She's
1: made her own choices, which led up to you know her point in her life now.
0: I just think it could have been. mm -hmm. I'm sorry. This just reminds me, you know, Voss, played by Paul Bettany, is a boss. In um, the Crimson Dawn, at least that part of it. And he says, I don't want this whole heist to be like connected back to me, but I'm going to go send Kira, my second in command.
1: Yeah, that was stupid. Like he should have known. Yes, connected. Also, um, I had to do a lot of research on Crimson Dawn because I've never seen the Clone Wars show. And I know this whole series of reviewing these movies What's i got Kristen nice. to watch it
0: i'm so proud i got Kristen to watch it you're gonna get me to watch that's true. it i
2: have not finished it but but i have started yeah so she keeps
0: messaging me and she's mad at me <laughs> a little bit for making her feel things i'm I, I i feel too many things and that's a difference Kristen.
1: i i will be there with you one day
0: <laughs> well when you guys both finish the series we'll have to do another episode
1: for sure it's just I had to do a lot of research on Crimson Dawn and and one thing I do like about Star Wars is that it's it's very connected and there's lines everywhere. But when you haven't watched certain ones, you're just like, What? Like am I supposed to know about this? Am I not? And I did a lot of research and I want a Crimson Dawn series. Honestly,
0: wouldn't a Disney Plus movie like a like a miniseries almost like of kira and after she goes to see maul wouldn't that be awesome and seeing maybe have flashbacks give flash me all of that of give me
1: darth maul is one of the coolest characters even though he dies a lot but like <laughs> give me no he i mean does. he's he's not a he's a cool fighter but they made him a weak fighter i don't get that but whatever he's still super cool in my books i want a whole crimson Dawn thing I want to see her being badass because it's Amelia Clark, right? Like, freaking badass. Like, give give me all of that.
0: Something really cool about season seven of Clone Wars, Maul's obviously in it. I'm not going to spoil anything major. But he's on, a, like, a Zoom hologram call with a bunch of crime lords. And you see Voss there. And I was like, solo.
1: So they reference a lot of certain stuff. Yeah.
0: So Yeah. So later on, they did reference And that kind of explains, like, how Darth Maul went from after Order 66, where they were hunting all the Force users, to continuing to be, like, a crime Wait, they were
1: hunting him in Order
0: 66? Yes, it's all Force users, except Anakin Skywalker and Emperor Palpatine.
1: Wait, even the Sith people? I mean, he was a bad guy. He wasn't quite, like, a Sith.
2: Like, his name is just Maul now. He's not a Darth. He he was a Sith and then he died and then he wasn't a Sith. So he, I hadn't seen the Clone War series or Rebels when I saw Solo, so I was very confused when we got to the bit with Maul. Um, so I've had to get a lot of clarification on that because I did
1: not understand what was happening or how it was. Possible. Wait, did I miss something? Because or I, because well, I did research on the Crimson Dawn because I didn't understand it, and I was like, "What Maul? What?" And like. It was cool, but I was like, "What?" So you're telling me when Order Sixty Six happens in Revenge, they were after Darth Maul as well, even though he was on the Sith side for a time.
0: Yeah, no, no. The- Palpatine kicks his ass in Clone Wars. What?
2: It's sort of an eliminate all the competition situation. Exactly.
0: You what? You think the Sith are like having like Sith Club meetings?
1: Maybe. You there's never only know. only supposed
0: to
2: be two. Yes, exactly. He means there's more than two.
1: So he's got to go. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. So when, so that's why he doesn't care when Count Dooku dies, because he's like, fuck it, I'm going to have that kid soon.
0: No, that was his whole plan. His whole plan is to replace his apprentice with a stronger, better one. And that's what he does also in Return of the Jedi. He wants to replace Dark Vader with Luke.
1: Right, right, right. He's always okay. looking for the
2: younger... Newer apprentice. He's looking for his Sith Apprentice trophy wife is basically yeah, yeah.
1: what's
2: going on. Alright. Wow, I is someone to
1: protect me in my old <laughs> evil ways. Oh,
0: okay, speaking of connections to more Star Wars things, in the solo novelization, we find out who Efren's nest that give the hyperfuel to. Because Han, he actually does have a heart of gold, guys like we were not surprised about. And he helps these people out to fight the Empire, even though he says no rebellions for him. He, um, They give it to Saw Guerrera, who we see in Star Wars Wars, oh. oh, Rebels, and Rogue One. And guess who's with him? A little Jen Erso. Oh.
1: It's all connected,
0: guys. Oh,
2: okay, okay. That's really interesting. Okay. Yeah.
1: My mind is blown right now.
2: Yes. So
0: he he literally did raise her. He was just like,
1: "Here, we're going on a field trip to go pick up some fuel." Okay.
0: okay can we talk about L five?
1: When when should we not talk about?
0: I know everybody was like, "Oh no, another sassy droid," but I'm like, "Well, now it's a sassy lady droid." Let us let us have the sassy lady. Baby lady droid. Waller Bridge. Let us have nice things. Exactly.
1: But also, and there yeah, always her- needs to be a sassy droid. I don't care what people say sassy droids are the best.
2: Can you imagine? She's a sassy droid with like this rabble-rousing feminist agenda, and I'm kind of here for it.
0: Can you imagine if her and K2SO like had a conversation, how amazing that would be? Throw in like Chopper and and R2-D2. Can can they have like droid babies?
2: Oh my god. That we can get?
0: I don't know. Her story's kind of a little bit weird and I feel like Maybe they had a better idea of what to do with her in the original. Because she's like, droid rights, droid rights. And then by the time she gets to Kessel, she's like, I started a revolution. Like, she's kind of like shocked about that. I was like, isn't that what you wanted
2: to do in the first place?
1: Well, maybe she was surprised it worked.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah, I think more surprised by how quickly she finally made the change rather than just insisting there should be change, but not necessarily initiating it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no,
0: definitely. I know a lot of people are all talk with their causes, and then maybe she's just like, oh, wait,
1: this can actually happen? You know, with her, um, our little sassy droid friend, I mean, there's a lot of deaths of, like, women in this film. (laughs) Oh, my
2: God. (laughs) Oh, my God. OK, wait, let's go. on okay, a continue lot of death of women in the Star Wars universe, and I have some strong feelings about it. But <laughs> So, OK, so L5, do
0: you guys think she had sex with Lando? Do you think they had sex? She says they did. She says it works, not that they
1: have. Who knows at this point? I mean, maybe it's a kink. You can't kink shame, Candace.
0: I'm not kink shaming. I'm I just asking if you guys think they had sex. How is that kink shaming? I mean, I feel like Lando's standards are probably not that high. So So okay. So her thing is droid rights, freedom. And then she gets shot and Lando has a very emotional moment. Great work, Donald Glover. Great work, Donald Glover, but I was also a little uncomfortable. I love him. I thought it was kind of like hilarious, his reaction to it's it. It's
1: funny. He's so good. Give me a Lando film, please.
0: Okay. So this droid who just wants freedom forever gets herself uploaded to the Falcon where she has absolutely no control. It's like a Black Mirror episode. Or Twilight Zone. Yeah,
2: I mean, as much as I love the fact that the Millennium Falcon is essentially a badass lady droid, um, I feel like robbing her of her autonomy, which is the one thing that she wanted is not great. Yeah, they
0: were making it like it It was such a moment. And I'm like, this is actually disturbing, guys. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Empire Strikes Back, C-3PO is trying to talk to the Falcon, because remember, they go through like the asteroids and everything, and they need repairs. And he's like, I don't know what kind of dialogue, dialogue your ship has, but it's nothing like I've ever heard before. And that's kind of like a nice callback in a way, even though
2: yeah, I, it does
0: give that some nice. It gives it some history to it.
1: Mm-hmm. it. It helps it make sense in that moment.
0: Okay, yeah, let's talk about the other female character in here that we haven't yet. And that is Thandie Newton's Val, who is the love interest or like partner or wife of Beckett, played by Woody Hel- Harrison. With her, like, 90 seconds of screen time. See, what really upsets me is they really advertised her a lot. And she was doing, like, press tours and stuff like that. And I understand that's, like, to make it look like she has a bigger part. So we're shocked when Rio and Bal die. But I'm like, this is the one woman of color in this entire movie, and you just kill her off.
1: Yeah.
2: I have to wonder if somewhere in the changing of writers and directors and everything else, if she was meant to have more screen time and that got cut out somewhere in the process.
0: Yeah, I thought maybe, oh, maybe she'll like be working for Infra's Nest and she's actually alive, you know? I don't know.
1: I mean, she's such a strong actress as well that, again, it would be wasted.
0: Yeah, that's my issue is I just really like her as an actress and I was excited to see... Whenever you hear like an actor you like in a Star Wars, you're just like, yes, please. (sighs) What could have been?
1: And also, I don't know if you guys felt this way when I so I've seen Now Solo twice. <laughs> Woo. Um <laughs> hey, it's, Whoa, tell us
2: how you really feel. No, no, no. I just don't like
1: <laughs> woohoo. I'm I'm so proud of myself for watching it only twice. Um not only twice, but you know oh, what I mean. Geez, like
2: <laughs> No.
1: You
0: know what? This is the This is
1: getting lost in translation.
0: This is the <laughs> movie. Other than the prequels and the original trilogy, Star Wars movies, that I have seen the most.
1: What I meant was, like, woo to me because I've been awful and I've only seen it twice. That's what I meant.
0: (laughs) Okay, continue, Brie. But. um, Um, I'll share her Twitter handle in the summary of this and can add her. Y'all
1: are going to come for me. Oh, man. No hate. I mean. I like Donald Glover. Can <laughs> we just leave See, it at that? Everyone likes Donald Glover. Okay, I also like Paul Bentley. Bettany. 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 I also like Paul Bettany. <laughs> okay, um continue. Anyway, so Woody Harrelson as Tobias Beckett. Did it not feel a little like Haymitch in Hunger Games?
2: Full disclosure, that's how I feel about every Woody Harrelson role. Yeah, that's just Woody
0: Harrelson, really. He I guess, like, but it was just like
1: weird because you like played a mentor, and I was just like, is this necessary? I didn't really know. Well, he's over a certain age. What else can you play? <laughs> Did he really need one? Like, I just didn't know if that was necessary.
0: Oh, do you want to hear the alternate casting possibility? The rumor is that Christian Bale was up for the role, too.
1: Interesting. Mm.
0: I like Woody I Heller. I liked him since watching reruns of Cheers. I think, yeah, he's playing a type, and he might be typecasted a bit in this, but he's just fun to watch.
1: No, he definitely is. I just didn't know if that storyline was necessary.
0: Yeah, and I know we're supposed to be shocked that Beckett betrays them. Are we supposed to be shocked? Was
1: anybody I shocked? mean, everyone betrays everyone in this franchise, so I'm not too shocked.
0: I think the only shocking thing was Dark Maul popping up because, yes, because if you didn't know Rebels and Clone Wars, you'd think he was still dead, cut in half, you know? Yeah, well, I did.
1: Definitely thought he was still dead. (laughs) I was like, this is what's a dead guy doing back, you know? But it was cool. I was like, how?
2: Why? When? What's
1: (laughs) That's what
0: happened when this movie came out because everybody knows that I I know a lot about Star Wars. So I just got texts from people and they're like, Candace, tell me the history of Maul. And I'm like, why but yes i will tell you might have been one of those people and i was like no he's alive during this time and he's like wants to like destroy obi-wan kenobi that's his like main goal in life because he just go choppy choppy in half
1: choppy choppy in half (laughs) poor fighter cool character and i mean i will have to say because like now knowing about crimson dawn it does make me excited to learn more and like to see more of that but i don't know if we're gonna get that because uh i know this movie didn't do so hot
0: well do you know what's trending right now make
1: solo 2 happen what on twitter okay we don't need to make solo 2 happen we need to make lando (laughs) happen or crimson dawn happen her
0: twitter will be in the summary of this episode guys
1: come fight me i'll be ready I said what I said so this
0: is also one less thing that we should talk about because it would be a shame if we didn't this is the first movie to feature Chewbacca as a main character
1: what do you mean I thought the holiday special shut up Brie no
2: we don't talk about that oh it Candace just made, her watch made it. me watch it yeah. so <laughs> like two days ago
1: <laughs> yeah so it's still fresh on my mind unfortunately
0: that was more about his family and not him.
1: I know I was joking.
0: I know, I know. So I think it was nice to see more of the bromance of Han and Chewbacca.
1: I I do feel like they could have done more of like a buddy cop feel for them.
2: Yeah,
0: I guess you I know think what they
2: tried. There's definitely scenes where it feels like they're trying. I just much like many other elements of this movie. I don't know that it quite gets. Yeah, there. maybe yeah, that, was the 20% that was the twenty percent
1: that was filmed by the Millers.
0: The shower scene definitely was filmed by them.
1: Oh, for sure. I bet.
0: I bet. Oh my god. That was god. so weird, though. Brie, I can't even remember our ranking because we started doing these out of order. It's good in a way.
1: It's I enjoy... better than the Clone Wars movie.
0: Okay, I'll give you that. I, I, I like having this on in the background. I like. Watching it when I'm sad or something like that. It's a low stakes movie for me. Yeah, because there's nothing really fun.
1: happens. I mean, it's bits and pieces, but the bits and pieces are good. And then you don't get the rest.
0: I know. And just Donald, anything in Donald Glover community is like my, one of my favorite TV shows. So he just makes me happy. And so does
1: this episode this has become a love letter to Donald Glover. If you're listening, hello, we adore you.
0: Yes, please mind us. <laughs> Accurate, please.
1: It would be interesting if you put this movie in a director's hand. And I mean, I know Lawrence, he was, you know, full throttle Han Solo boy. But I feel like if you just, you know, gave the script in the hands of someone who understood how to elevate a an iconic character for someone like a new person to portray them, uh, just to see how it would turn out. Um, You know, kind of my thoughts and feelings are um, we could have gotten a little more Kiara and um, the whole Crimson Dawn story mixed with Han. I think if you throw Han in the thruster of getting involved in this and then that gives a segue um, for, you know, us to dive deeper into, you know, that whole crime uh, Lord Darth, or not Darth, sorry, just Maul in general. I really think that would have been a a little more interesting take. And then plus, you know, maybe we could have gotten a little more character development of Han that wasn't so predestined. You know, I think this was a lot of, uh, pre-moments that were kind of, okay, we're seeing this, we're seeing this, but I wanted a little more from it. It'd be interesting just to see, um, You Maybe producers not touch it as much. Uh, You know, there's so many uh, different views on both directors. So maybe just put it into someone else's hand. I don't know. Maybe um, Catherine Bigelow. Who knows?
0: Hey, we do need a lady director finally. But um, yeah, I totally agree, Brie. It would have been really interesting to see. Um, It's starting to rain in where Kristen and I both are. So we're going to wrap this up. Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate you coming back for round two.
1: Back for our reshoot. Thanks
0: for having me. Yeah, reshoot. It's uh, always good to talk about stuff with people. Yes, (laughs) stuff, especially Star Wars stuff. Um, Brie, can you tell them where they can
1: find us? Of course, you can find us at Geeky Girl Gab everywhere on social media, including the website, geekygirlgab.com. So come, tell us your feelings. Candice is always on Twitter, and I will jump in if you want to at me and fight about this movie.
0: I am always on Twitter. That is what I'm doing with my quarantine time. Um, Well, that's it for today. I'm Candice. I'm Bree. And I'm Kristen. And stay geeky, and then may the Force be with you.